welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage. Ciao. Hi. 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 I'm, of course, your host, Mark Schnez. Mark Schnez, that is my name. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage, of course. If you enjoy this here show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can support me and my nonsense over at patreon.com slash pxs. If you want links and all that good jazz before I get things going, pxsausage.com. And the patron, if you're wondering why you would want to join, outside of just supporting the creator who you enjoy, you get access to a weekly Q&A where you get to ask me questions and then I answer them. And then we all have a good time. And if you want to hear them, they're all there. You can get a nice little backlog of, I don't know, 15 or so episodes so far. And I heard the last one was quite enjoyable. I can't say because I was the one answering the questions. It seemed like a good time. You know what else is a good time? This here show. Because I'll be talking about a whole smorgish borgish of games including demolish and build classic fresh start days of doom ugly escape from terror city mystic gate and Raylan 2 there's, there's so much <laughs> when I got to mystic gate I had to think for a second wait what the fuck is that I played a game called mystic gate now I remember it I remember it as a twin stick shooter that I wasn't particularly a lot of these I'm not particularly fond of for varying reasons and I'll try to explain why and what these games are in a very concise manner something I'm always striving to do and I fail miserably quite often just meandering like I do but before I get to all that I've been playing I want to talk about what I'm not playing and that is Apex Legends those in the Discord are already privy to this knowledge, but I decided to delete Apex Legends. Not that I wasn't still enjoying it, but all it is at this point, as much as I love it, with it not being a streaming thing where I can just hang out and play that and talk to a few folk and all that good jazz, it's more of a time sink than anything. It is just getting in the way of me attacking my backlog or playing other games or doing much of anything. Because when I think about really diving deep and getting into a meaty game like Starfield or Cyberpunk or The Witcher 3 or trying out other MMOs, multiplayer games like Final Fantasy XIV, The Elder Scrolls Online, which is something I've humor getting into for quite a while because it's the only way to play a modernish version of Morrowind. I believe all of what the hell is the name of the Morrowind area. But I believe all of that is in the game. I don't know if it's a one for one recreation in terms of the geometry and all that. It might be a truncated version. I'm not sure how the Elder Scrolls Online handles all that stuff. I played a little bit of it at one point and I enjoyed it enough, though it was 
it was amusing playing a game like the Elder Scrolls online in a massively multiplayer setting because everyone was playing it like you play the single player games in that I walked into a bar, essentially a restaurant bar and every other player and I joined along because why wouldn't I? Every player was crouched so that they could just steal shit and it was kind of surreal to just be inside of this bar with a whole bunch of other real life humans all crouching and stealing shit and no one was the wiser the NPCs didn't know what the fuck was going on they didn't go why are a fucking dozen or two dozen people just crouching and looking very mischievous in my bar and why after Five minutes when I turn my back is everything stolen. So that was amusing. Not sure if it's still like that. But from what I remember, it was a pretty solid MMO experience. I, I don't have much experience with MMOs. I played a fair amount of Final Fantasy XI, which was my first MMO when I think about it and then I played through the entirety of the main campaign in Neverwinter Online I think that's what it was called one of the early MMOs available on Xbox One free to play and I thought that was quite good obviously otherwise I wouldn't have played through the entirety of it actually I don't I also played some DCUO but maybe I can't remember if I tried City of Heroes or not, and that would have predated Final Fantasy XI. Regardless, I clearly didn't play much of it to have it make much of an impression if I did. The one I always wanted to get into was the Matrix Online, but I never did. Anywho, I deleted Apex Legends because as much as I love it, as much as I put a lot of money into it. I don't try and hide the fact that I did put a lot of money into it. And if anyone remembers me streaming it, you could see from my cosmetics and stuff that I put a fair amount of money into it. But I don't regret any of that as a game that will one day disappear, not work at all. And all of that will disappear along with it. And I don't regret that because I got a lot of enjoyment out of it. I got hundreds and hundreds, over a thousand hours of enjoyment out of it. So supporting that game that brought me so much joy, so much pleasure, I'm fine with that. I wasn't getting everything, but I, I got stuff that I wanted and I, I got my money's worth, so... I know opinions differ in that sense, but it, to me, if you don't need to pay to get the core experience, then it's fine. You know, it, of course, there are going to be people who can't help themselves, and that's a problem, yes. 
but that is a bigger problem not related to microtransactions or any specific game. It's more of an individual thing that needs to be addressed outside of video games because it's not just a video game thing. A video game might be their outlet for this addiction, but I'm not as negative on microtransactions as I would say the majority are. But yeah, Apex Legends deleted and hopefully that means I'll be able to get to more stuff. I mean, it 100% will, but that time can also be used for other stuff like watching movies and doing it without distraction, not watching stuff just when I'm eating my oatmeal, which is primarily when I watch stuff these days. But also, I, I would really, really, really love to get into some media games. And deleting Apex was a need, a, a requirement in that case. Man, there's so much dust on my desk. And I could definitely use, I know that in my current emotional, mental state, I could really, really use something like a Starfield, so... Maybe someday, one day. Currently trying to raise funds, not spend funds. Speaking of funds, minus the D, but keeping the S. Demolish and build classic is not fun. <laughs> I know I threw you for a bit of a loop there. It is a game that puts you in the role of a construction worker I guess it is from the same studio publisher I, I guess publisher the studio is different behind those other simulation games I've played that are not particularly good like the aquarium one or insert a lot of very generic blank blank simulator games and the problem with all of this stuff is that they're just a mess. They're just a mess. And Demolition Blood Classic is that. It's a simple thing that should be very, very satisfying. You're going around demolishing shit. But I turn the game off in 10 minutes or less because my first job involved me having to drive to this location which I did. The driving felt fine. Uh, of course, visually, it's not particularly great looking, but I was more so curious about how the demolishing was going to work, how the destruction model and system was going to work. Because if if you give me a game that is just, hey, you're a construction worker, we have a physics system, a destruction system, reminiscent of Red Faction Guerrilla, there's no combat, there's no story, there's no nothing just demolishing that sounds like an incredible game and i think at the very least lunchbox my good friend lunchbox would agree because we both love red faction gorilla incredible game super sad about volition very very sad especially for me as a fellow illinoisan and it sucks too because with volition Coke Media 
or whoever. I don't know who's the head of these things anymore. Is it Coke Media? Is it Deep Silver? Is it THQ fucking Nordic or whatever? Whoever the fucking top of the umbrella is, they just closed that studio? Or maybe they asked them, do you want us to just close you or try and find a buyer? But them being closed down only to see a week or so later that whoever it is at the top is looking for a buyer for Gearbox. And I understand that Gearbox is a much bigger studio with more IPs. And I think company, I think because of their publishing nature, they might have studios underneath them besides Gearbox. I'm not sure how the, the tree and the branches all work there. But I understand that it's a bigger studio with more contemporary IPs or, or, or IPs that still have some kind of impact. Whereas Red Faction is the last one, Armageddon, is that actually the last one? Excluding the remastered edition of Red Faction Guerrilla. Not including the top-down whatever Xbox Live Arcade game that they did. And then Saints Row, of course, didn't didn't land like they probably hoped. But seeing that really saddened me because I think there's still potential in Volition. They have such a rich history. And I would have loved to have seen them find a new home somewhere with a company that better appreciates them and not one that's clearly in survival mode after losing out on their $2 billion thing or whatever. What I'm saying is I wish Microsoft was able to get Volition. I wish when Volition was closed down, someone at Microsoft was like, hey, 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 actually, before everyone packs their bags and goes away, what if... I mean, they just they just got rid of you. They closed you, so your free agents want to come work for us, huh? We'll give you free rent. We'll, we'll give you all the time you need, all the resources you need. Make Red Faction Gorilla Two. Everyone's gonna love it. We're gonna love it. It's gonna be a great time. That would have been lovely. Of course, that's not happening, sadly. And keep them in Illinois, because. It's nice having some Illinois representation in the video game space. Now what do we have? Jackbox, NetherRealm, Iron Galaxy, and then there's a branch of War Games, or not War Games, War... Not War Games, War... They do the... the they do the World of Tanks, War Gaming, I believe. Anywho... That's all I want. Just give me a construction game where I can demolish things and it's like Red Faction Guerrilla without all the other stuff just to demolish the, the destruction system. That's not the case here. The destruction system is wholly unsatisfying in part because the first task you have is to transfer or transport some pylons or some other shit but then go into this little area and destroy nine or so columns and you have your little sledgehammer and you go around smashing them and 
when you're swinging your sledgehammer at them. One, you need to find the right spot for any destruction to happen. First, you could be swinging at that pillar and nothing's happening. And then two, every time I swung and actually did damage, there was a delay. So I'd swing, nothing would happen, and then a few seconds later, it would start falling apart. So not only do you have to find the right spot, but there is a delayed input reaction, whatever, between impact and destruction to make it even less satisfying as it already was going to be, given the fact that the destruction model is not... It's, it's, it's all canned, essentially. It's not a fluid system or whatever. So demolish and build classic. Don't don't bother. It doesn't even provide the base satisfaction that one would expect one would want from a game about demolishing. Then fresh start. <laughs> this this caught me off guard because if you remember No Place Like Home, a game I recently talked about. When I booted up Fresh Start, I didn't realize it was from the same developer. So when I looked at the screenshots before booting up the game, I said to myself, wow, this looks visually very much so like No Place Like Home. This, this is alarmingly like No Place Like Home. These piles of junk and trash look exactly like No Place Like Home. Is this from the people who made No Place Like Home? And I looked into it, and it is, in fact, from the makers of No Place Like Home. But No Place Like Home, I believe, came out on PC in 2021 and just recently got a console release. And Fresh Start, I could be screwing this up. I believe Fresh Start is more of a, it's their, their newest game. What Fresh Start does is takes a fair amount from, not even a fair amount, it takes some stuff from No Place Like Home, throws out a whole bunch of other stuff, and presumably is attempting to take out the the core mechanics of No Place Like Home and provide you with a much simpler streamlined experience that they're expecting people to enjoy more but I find that a lot of what they took out is the stuff that made No Place Like Home more interesting and because of the simplification there's less of a constant feeling of accomplishment so what Fresh Start does is moves the perspective from third person to first and then instead of sucking up trash with your vacuum or, or, or destroying these junk piles for instance with your vacuum by sucking them up and making them go smaller and smaller and smaller you now have to use your hybrid hose vacuum to break down the junk by squirting water at it 
and then you can suck up the junk that's left over after you've destroyed a pile. You're also using your bows to water plants to bring them back to life. And the goal of the game is much more simple because in, in no place like home you had crafting systems, you had farming systems, you had robots you could battle against, a whole underground system with shortcuts you can unlock as you progress further and further. You had a mission structure, NPCs you get to talk to, a very basic story. There was a lot more in there and a lot of it felt very thin and uninspired, but it seemed like a game that with refinement, with expansion upon a lot of these systems, it could be something really, really cool. And they did a 180 and said, let's let's just get rid of all it. Like, instead of trying to expand upon this and improve upon our previous game, let's just throw out a lot of that stuff and simplify it so that in fresh start, all you're doing is going from little slice of town to town to town across the world. So you'll have an area that's set in some part of the United States, basically, and then Eastern Europe, Western Europe, Asia, Australia, so on and so forth. And all you're doing is going into these areas and then cleaning them up of all the junk and bringing back life to all the plants as well as finding specific resources that will allow you to reconstruct buildings and so on and so forth. And that's all you're doing. You're just bringing these small areas back to 100% life. And at, I believe, 33% intervals, you get to do a little cutscene transition that'll bring back a little bit of life, bring back a little bit of a wildlife that you can pet. And the petting is just this floating hand that isn't as satisfying as getting to see a third-person character, for instance, pet an animal. But that is all you're doing. And what makes it worse than No Place Like Home is not only the simplification and removal of a lot of systems, but the fact that the way you're doing this is, so instead of vacuuming up the piles of junk, you have to break them down with your water, with your, with your hose, with your tank that you have water in there. But you're also using the water to bring plants back to life. You're also using the water to clear bits of the environment, like a sign that might be covered up that you need to clean up. You're using this singular resource to do all this stuff, and it depletes pretty quickly. Of course, there is an upgrade system when you are collecting your junk or bringing back life to plants and whatnot when you when you fully bring back a plant to life you get a bit of this currency that you can use for upgrades the junk you can take to this machine in each area that will convert the junk into the resource for upgrading and through the upgrade system you can increase the size of your tank or the area of effect of your water blast and so on and so forth 
But even as you upgrade that, it's still this incredibly tedious process because you're using the singular resource to do all this stuff so that you constantly have to go back to some water area, whether it be a little pond or a well or whatever to suck up more water so that you can continue doing these basic tasks of cleaning up the junk and bringing life back to plants. And that's all you're doing. And it becomes tedious almost immediately. It took me, I think, a little over an hour to get through the first area. And I got tired of doing it after 10 minutes because I, I saw the loop and the loop wasn't satisfying. The thing that made the tedium and the repetitive nature of No Place Like Home still enjoyable enough was the fact that you had all these things that constantly gave you micro rewards, whether it be discovering a new area or finding a new entryway into the underground area that would lead you to a shortcut that would allow you to traverse there more easily and quickly. You'd find a new animal. You'd find a new mission. You, you, you kept getting something for your time investment. That's not happening in Fresh Start. It is just... I've not played Power Wash Simulator, but I feel like Fresh Start is an attempt to reach to to do that in this natural setting with somewhat of a cute aesthetic but the animals and all that stuff is is not it's just really really boring that way that's fresh start days of doom is a rogue light where a tactics rogue light where you are going through the zombie apocalypse very original. And it's set up like your your deck building games, your Slay the Spires, where you have a bunch of key points on a map and you have your starting point and then there'll be branching paths, but you're, you're just going from point to point until you reach the boss and then you beat the boss and you go to the next area. You're using fuel as a resource between points, which is nothing new, but one of the things I find interesting and different about the way the map at least works is that in most of these games, if not all of them that I've played, you are you are always moving forward. But in Days of Doom, you are able to go backwards. You're able to go to previous points if you want to do the entire map, go to all these battles. If there's a point of interest that you want to explore and see what might be there, if there might be a reward there, or you want to go to a shop or you want to go back to this camp site so they can heal up. And that's kind of cool. You're of course using your fuel to, to back, uh, to trek backwards and all that. So it's not something you could just do without any kind of consequence. You have to, pay attention to your fuel. But then the the tactics gameplay, before we get to that, you also have your home base area where you're able to upgrade various 
parts of your campsite that allow you to recruit more members for outings or improve certain attributes and stuff like that that use a resource you gain renown you gain through runs but the tactics gameplay is just okay and part of the problem is that the enemy variety is so 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 lacking on my first run i made it to the third area and during that time i think i ran into a total of eight enemy types including bosses which is not a whole hell of a lot you're gonna be fighting a lot of basic ass zombies then some big zombies some fat ones that when you kill them they explode into basic zombies some kind of footballer looking zombies they don't look like footballers but they kind of move and act like footballers and by footballers i mean american football because i'm an american I'm not talking about soccerers but the the tactics gameplay is really basic really simple and not particularly exciting it works off of a turn system so depending on a character's speed and enemy speed their placement in the turn order will be higher up or lower every character and enemy has two actions per turn so the, it, you, there is no it, it is structured like deck building games like Slay the but there is no deck building aspect or any of that so you, ju you just have your, your two basic turns and that includes movement or attacks with zombies because they're stupid this is what the game says this is not me shitting on zombies but the game essentially says because zombies are stupid if they attack on their first move then they don't get a second move so they can't attack you twice but that's the basic crux of the gameplay two action points two actions per turn turn order rinse and repeat not a whole hell of a lot of variety in terms of your characters or enemy characters the movement across the map is very straightforward with points of interest campsites shops and then battles the points of interest never led to super interesting encounters whether it be oh okay i guess i got i found a med kit okay cool oh it was a ambush all right it's 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 a very okay game but it's an okay game in a genre that is overflowing with games like this and and you need to do something to really set yourself out to 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 give someone a reason to play your game and there's nothing in what I've played that says you you need to play this over countless other options if you choose to play it I think you'll have a good enough time 
it is on the easier side. So if you find games like this more challenging, that's a bonus. And I think the the fact that you can backtrack and, and complete an area if you if you so choose, that's kind of cool. But didn't do a whole lot for me. Next up is Ugly, which is probably the most interesting and enjoyable game of the bunch. It's a 2D puzzle platformer with, despite the name, a very, very beautiful art style that reminds me of Braid quite a lot, just stylistically. And even though it's called Ugly, it's it's more ugly in subject matter than visually because even your character, they're a bit short and stocky like the Braid dude, but they're not ugly. They just have a potato head. I'm not sure what their head is supposed to be, but it looks very much like a potato. And what I really like about the game, so subject matter-wise, it's very, not loose narratively, but it's it doesn't shove things down your throat. And it's all visual. There's no dialogue in the game. I don't believe so. I don't remember seeing any kind of text. There's a lot of dark imagery. But the way the game works, and why I like it so much, is that it gives you a core mechanic... And then instead of constantly throwing more shit at you, it just throws more complicated and more creatively designed levels at you. And that's what I like most in a puzzle game. Or that, that that's the thing I like in, in puzzle games is when they find a lane and stick to it and just elaborate upon that and expand upon that instead of constantly switching things up because I don't, I don't I don't want to have to learn something new all the fucking time I don't want to start having to do some kind of claw thing with my controller so that I can press all these various buttons because you're constantly adding more and more systems to a, a game either just find something and go wild with it and the core mechanic of Ugly is that you are able to drop this crystal anywhere in a level, either horizontally or vertically. And on the other side of the crystal, will you, you create a reflection of yourself. And what you're able to do, this reflection will, of course, mirror your actions. What you're able to do is switch back and forth between your original self and your mirror self the mirror self of you has to be somewhere in the actual world you can't transfer yourself if they are outside if they are they are in the the nothing part of a level because that wouldn't work that would just break the game but you're able to switch between them once you drop down the crystal and then if you recall the crystal and bring it back to you, whichever version you are currently inhabiting, that's the new you. 
And so you're just using this basic mechanic. They don't, they don't overcomplicate it or expand upon that. And you're just using this to solve puzzles. Pretty simple and straightforward early on where you're just doing it to get through walls. But as the game progresses and you're, and you're playing more and more, you'll drop a crystal and then you'll have to keep jumping back and forth between the two versions to reach greater heights and, and larger, more complicated levels. And I just think it's a really cool idea that has puzzles that are challenging, that make you think, that make you have to pause and say, okay, how do I, how do I, how do we do this without being frustrating? It has a decent hint system in it that doesn't tell you everything you have to do, but simply shows you where you need to place the crystal to complete a puzzle. Because the one thing that might be a negative is that there's a little bit of variation. So you might be able to have a small pocket of where you can drop the crystal and it'll still work, but you, it's not as free in terms of, oh, there, there's so many ways to solve this particular puzzle or complete this level. No, there's a, there's a specific way. And so the hint system tells you where to place a crystal, but then won't guide you with a ghost or anything and tell you exactly what you have to do after you drop a crystal. And so in later levels where you're doing a lot of back and forth movement, you still might have some struggles, but it's, it's not, again, overly challenging. The one frustration I had, or two, there are two frustrations I have. One, despite... How much time I put into the game, I never found the controls to be particularly intuitive. They never felt natural. They never, I never got to a point where I felt like I, I didn't have to think about what button did what in terms of does this recall a crystal or does this switch me to the other version, to my mirror version? There is an accessibility option because I think they realize this probably in playtests that keeps the, the buttons and what they do on screen all the time. So that is helpful. But even with that, and I don't know, it could just be something that is an issue for me and, and certain people and it's just something you have to deal with, but it does suck that that, that was the case for me. Then the other thing is I have a very hot, cold type of relationship with rewind systems. I wish there was a rewind system here because when I've gone through a level and I've done a whole bunch of stuff, but I screw up at the very last second, having to redo an entire level because I screwed up this one bit and it's usually my fault because I accidentally pressed the recall crystal button instead of the switch to other version button or something like that. But the fact that I have to then redo an entire level, it became a little annoying. So 
there, I would have liked a rewind function, whether that be a default input or something in the accessibility options. So that was a little frustrating. But overall, I quite enjoyed it. Again, despite the name, beautiful game, beautiful art. They have boss fights to round out areas, and those are pretty cool. Very visually. There's there's also, especially in the boss fight, I got a bit of a cuphead vibe visually. A dark cuphead. But cool game. Cool game. Not ugly. Nothing about it is ugly. Outside, just, just some ugly imagery. But uh, I'd recommend checking it out if you're a fan of puzzle platformers. Then there's Escape from Terror City, which feels like a game that is trying to turn the behind-the-back sections of the original Contra into an entire game with a pastel, psychedelic art style full of a lot of purples and pinks and light blues and light greens. And it feels like crap. Got some decent music. Cool looking visually, even though sometimes when you're moving around the space, parts of the environment, whether a building behind you or something in front of you, can obstruct your view in an annoying fashion that means you're missing out on enemy projectiles that are being fired at you. But when you get into common encounters, you're firing at enemies with an on-screen cursor, and nothing about that feels good. And you're basically moving from screen to screen to screen, having to clear out and shoot all the enemies before you can move on to the next screen, and that's it. Not particularly enjoyable. I don't know how you make that idea enjoyable, if you can make that idea enjoyable. But it's too bad because visually, not bad. Music, not bad. But then gameplay, bad. Which is kind of important in a video game. Then there's Mystic Gate, which I remember. I was like, what's what's this game again? Mystic Gate is a twin six shooter where and it's a is it is it a rogue yeah, it's a roguelite, I guess. Yeah, no, not I guess. It's a roguelite. And by completed runs, you'll be completing tasks, missions, like kill 50 of this type of enemy, 50 of that type of enemy, and that'll get you resources that you can use to purchase permanent passive upgrades, like increased damage from your pistols or from pistol class weapons, from handguns, faster reloads, so on and so forth. And you're just going through these areas collecting keys that'll unlock the boss area of a section and then moving on to the next area. And you're just doing this over and over and over again. Trying to get further with each run. But my issue with the game is that the twin six shooting fucking sucks. I don't like it because 
this is a me thing, but with twin stick shooters, I think if your standard gun isn't a fast firing machine gun type of weapon, it just feels, it just doesn't feel good. It's, it just feels, it just ends up being really slow and sluggish and it stands out more in twin stick shooters than in other games for me, for whatever reason. And on top of that, the twin stick shooting works off of a type of lock-on system. So you have your on-screen cursor that is reflecting where you are aiming with your, your right stick. But then you're not just firing in that direction. The cursor will lock onto the closest enemy and then you'll fire at them. Which, eh, it just feels a little weird, a little off. But your, your base handgun just fires so gosh darn slowly. It doesn't need to fire like a machine gun, okay? But firing one, 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 reload, still reloading, okay, one, one, I don't know why one's the sound of a bullet firing, I should be going bang, 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 I, I, I might be doing it a bit slower than it is in actuality, but it's fucking close enough to that, and that just made the action dull, because everything feels so fucking slow. Your projectiles, enemy projectiles, the enemies themselves weren't super excited to take down. And just didn't do a whole lot for me. Then the last game is Raylan 2, which is another, this is another good one. It's very simple. I play the first game and it's a puzzle game that is similar to Ugly in that it's all mirror-ish, but not literally, but reflection base. So you have to start out with just a single cube that has a specific face you wanna get a laser to fire into. And the way you do this is by dropping these other cubes by placing them and rotating them so that they will reflect the laser from wherever its source is to the cube you're trying to fire the laser into and this is all you're doing it gets more complicated by adding additional cubes with spots that you have to the fire lasers into by adding additional colors so that you have to specifically guide this blue laser to this blue cube this red laser to this red cube and stuff like that and just doing that and it works off of a grid type of system with a bunch of floating faces. And that's it. That is all you're doing. And it's it's a it's not super challenging, I'll say that. It's it's not particularly challenging. I was getting through levels pretty quickly. But as they do expand upon them and throw out a lot of cubes at you, you do have to at least pause for a little bit to see exactly what you need to do. But it's a nice, satisfying puzzle game that 
provides just enough challenge. It, it, it's not a mindless game, so you do have to think a little bit, but it's a much more relaxing game where you can, you're constantly being fed positive loops or whatever in, in that the levels don't take too long so that it's very easy to do one more and then one more and one more. If you like them reflective puzzle type games, I don't know what the hell to call them, worth checking out. And it's not super expensive. Probably $5. But that's it. In terms of what I've been playing, so that is going to do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Ness. Of course, you can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to support me and my nonsense, if you enjoy this here show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can do so over at patreon.com slash PXS. Again, by joining the Patreon at the all-you-can-oatmeal tier specifically, you'll get access to the weekly Q&A, which is a good time. And you can ask me anything, and I'll answer it. And if I won't answer it, I'll just say, hey, this question is dumb. I'm not going to answer it, but unless you, unless you ask something really, really dumb... I'll answer pretty much anything. Even if you ask something really, really dumb, I'll probably answer it. Yeah, that's patreon.com slash pxs. And if you'd like links to everything else, including the site, the YouTube, the Discord, and so much more, you can find links over at pxsausage.com. But that is going to do it for this year episode. So, of course, as always, did I? Okay, I want to make sure. Is it it ready for the transition? And that transition happens after I say, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have both a wonderful rest of your day, a lovely rest of your week, and a wonderful weekend. So for now, adios, but for now, so for now, but for now, adios, arrivederci. Bye! shit all over to star trek discovery then you should really get the q a because that's where i do that kind of stuff